you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 285 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's finally broke their losing streak and busted out the bats in a big, big way. I'm going to be talking about that, Bob Melvin's record-setting win, and then also what is wrong with Matt Chapman. I'm going to go down uh, just the last couple of games and see how teams have been attacking him and what he needs to work on. So I got that coming up for you guys. And then I got some nice thoughts in the third segment for you guys. So uh, that's what's coming up for you guys today. But uh, before I get started with anything else, make sure that you guys are listening to the Locked On MLB podcast hosted by my pal Sully. Uh, he's he's fantastic. He is a walking baseball encyclopedia, past and present. He does a great, great job of that show. It's, it's like this, but for all of baseball. So make sure that you're tuning into the Locked On MLB podcast each and every day, in addition to this one, obviously, because uh, Sully is wonderful. And also make sure to follow this podcast, uh, you know, wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So as I'm recording this, we are five minutes until my birthday. And I'll be talking about that in the third segment a little bit. So uh, just, you know, programming notes and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I recorded my interview with Locked On Rockies host uh, Paul Holden. We had a fantastic talk. I'll give you guys a little bit of context and um, just some things that I didn't get to because we were running very, very late. So uh, that's most of what I want to talk about in the third segment there. But uh, let's talk about this win for Bob Melvin, number 799, placing him first in Oakland A's history, surpassing Tony La Russa. And uh, there, there was... There's, there's videos from the A's uh, Twitter account that went out. Uh, that looked great. There was interviews with, you know, players and how much, you know, Bob Melvin has meant to them. Uh, Tony Kemp said that he fired them up in this win. So that was fantastic. I'll talk about that here in a second. And uh, also they had Tony La Russa, the guy that he just passed. And he's like, eh, he, Tony La Russa was saying, I'm going to text him when he gets this win. Uh, you're a better manager than me. I had much, much better players. And, uh, <laughs> I thought that that was, you know, a little bit of shade, but also at the same time, yeah, he doesn't have, you know, McGuire or Ricky Henderson, Jose Canseco, Walt Wallace. He does not have it. Dave Stewart. He does not have a Dave Stewart to get him through the playoffs, uh, which is why the, the playoffs have not been nearly as kind to Bob Melvin as they were to Tony La Russa. Um, yeah, there's just a lack of not talent, but he gets the most Bob, Bob Melvin is so good at getting the most out of the talent that he has given each and every year. And uh, that's he, if they gave him just a little bit of extra money to play with, Bob Melvin would be in the upper echelon. He'd be thought of like Bruce Bochy. He would have rings on his fingers right now, but, uh, the, the ownership doesn't want to do that. So he is, uh, he gets a video from ACE Twitter and that's wonderful. Uh, Bob Melvin is just fantastic. I think the world of him, uh, hopefully he stays here forever because, uh, he's from the area. So that's nice. Uh, but he's also fantastic. He's great for what the A's are and, uh, what they, you know, what we hope that they are each and every year. And, uh, I, I really appreciate everything that he has done for the Oakland A's since he, you know, got here, uh, in 2011. He's been here a decade. Oh my God. Uh, time flies, you guys. 
guys. Um, yeah, and also, you know, we'll always remember the 2012 season, which is arguably the best baseball season ever. Uh, nobody talks about it, but uh, if you're an A's fan and you were watching A's baseball at that time, you know, best baseball season all time. Um, yeah, so congrats to Bob Melvin. He's fantastic. Uh, thoroughly enjoy just the product he puts on the field. And I've talked, you know, in the past about uh, whether or not he's going to be staying long term. Um, and I think that it, for me, I think that it, for him, it would rely on the A's ballpark situation because if they're going to be, you know, moving to Las Vegas or something, I don't think that he wants to be a part of a team in Vegas. Sure, it'd be the A's, but it's not the Oakland A's where he grew up. It'd be in Las Vegas. He doesn't want to do that. But if he gets to be at the helm of this club when they open up their new ballpark at Howard Terminal, I think that he he signs on long term. He does that. He, he will do whatever they want. Uh, and his contract is up after this season. No, uh, he has one more year uh, after this, but as a you know team option, but they said that they're leaving it up to him, whatever he wants to do. So uh, I think that if, if the vote goes through on July 20th, that's a very big date for A's fans because uh, we should see one way, you know, where the city is leaning one way or another. And that'll probably, uh, you know, push Dave Cavill one way or the other too. So um, I think that that could also have a big ramification on whether or not Bob Melvin's going to be with the team for a little bit longer. So uh, that that's my Bob Melvin rant, but let's talk about this big, big win for the A's. They won 12 to six in Seattle and, Oh man, that was, that felt good. It, it was not a fun game for a while. They were, they were down big, uh, but then they, they scored six runs in the seventh inning. That was fantastic. Tony Kemp and Elvis Andres are the heartbeat of this offense. I know I tweeted that, but uh, they've been a nice little duo at the bottom of that lineup. I've thoroughly enjoyed, uh, you're like, hey, all right, well, it's about to turn over to Mark Cannon. Let's see what happens. And you're like, oh no, wait, Tony Kemp and Elvis Andres are about to come up. Let's see what they do. And then hopefully the top of the lineup can keep up with them. And uh, it's been fantastic. Tony Kemp, he went three for five with five RBI and a home run. Uh, yeah, so the A's had not hit a home runs. Then they hit two in this game. Uh, Matt Olson hit his early in the game uh, in the first inning, I believe. Um, and then... Then you got Tony Kemp a little bit later. So they got a couple of home runs. They got 12 runs overall, which were not nearly all on home runs. And uh, so they got a bunch of other hits too. And that's kind of what you need to do if you're the Oakland A's because uh, sometimes the long ball disappears. Sometimes it's cold in you know New York or wherever you're playing in the playoffs and you can't rely on the long ball. So you got to score a bunch of runs some other way. And uh, it's nice that they're doing it. You know, obviously the weather's heating up a little bit. Uh, it is a, a furnace out here in the East Bay. And it was also very hot in Seattle. So um, I'm, I'm not sure that that, you know, helped with the home runs, but, uh, you know, it couldn't hurt at the same time. Uh, I also want to talk just real quick about Chris Bassett. He did not have good command in this game. I think that that's where he got messed up a little bit. He went four innings, gave up six hits, four runs, walked one, struck out six. Uh, obviously, not nearly as good of a performance as he had uh, last Thursday against the Angels when he went nine shutout innings. Uh, mostly that's obvious because of the stat line right there, but it was... He, he did not have good command in this one. He left a lot of balls, just middle, middle. And uh, big league hitters will crush those. And maybe not the Angels, but, you know, other teams will crush those. Uh, but it was Jesus Luzardo coming in out of the bullpen, which is something that I talked about on yesterday's podcast. Uh, I was more so talking about the postseason and, you know, uh, taking Bassett or uh, Montas and using Puck and Luzardo as, you know, piggyback starters for those guys. Uh, just because, you know, lefty-righty combination, different looks and all that stuff. That's why I picked those two guys in particular. Because if you go, you know, Shamanaya and then follow them with uh, Jesus Luzardo or, you know, either, either Puck or Luzardo, then 
they're both from the lefty the left side and they have similar uh release points so you're not really messing with them much but if you go lefty righty and you got two good guys that can give you some innings like that i think that that's a nice combination and luzardo made me look good day of that podcast so thank you to jesus on that one um yeah just an overall nice win for the a's um i was holding my breath for a while and then they they, they tied it and i was like okay let's see what happens and they just kept adding on and that was the key in this game the a's like to have a big inning but then they just stop and this game they put two more up in the eighth two more up in the ninth I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, just a fun, fun game. Go A's. And just the, the last thing on this game was when they were down 4-1, to one, I was like, I mean, this isn't the pitching's fault. The, the A's should be able to score more than four runs in a baseball game. So I was, uh, that's where I was going with this podcast. I'm like, the, the bats need to wake up, you guys. This is getting ridiculous. And then they woke up a whole bunch. And that was a good time. Well, all but one bat woke up. And that's who I'm talking about in the next segment. I'm talking about Matt Chapman and his struggles at the plate of late. So, uh, Stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market, and all other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On A's listeners a special offer right now. You can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Just $1 in free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it a Fully Loaded Chew. And make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you like hearing us. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So here's the meat of the episode. I'm, t- I'm talking about Matt Chapman because he struck out in six straight uh, plate appearances. And uh, that's that's not great, obviously. Um, and the last time we saw him do that, uh, he, he struck out in 10 of 11. 11 at-bats last season before ending up on the IL with season-ending hip surgery. So that was my initial thought was, oh no, is he okay? Who can play third base? And I don't know that that's necessarily where we're heading, but I mean, I think that the initial guy would be Chad Pender. I think that he would be who the A's would slot over there. Uh, Maybe, maybe if the Cubs were really feeling frisky, they could get like a Chris Bryant or something like that if Chapman were to go down. But uh, I, I don't know that that would necessarily be that would be too close to 2014 where they're like, hey, you know how we we feel really good about this team or whatever. Let's go trade with the Cubs again. And I don't know that that's necessarily what's going to happen. The Cubs have also been playing fairly well, so we're not sure if they're buyers or sellers just yet. Uh, so they need to fall out of contention to help, uh, you know, just give teams more options trade wise because, you know, Javi Baez could be a trade target for the A's. Uh, Chris Bryant, they could make some use out of him, too. And then, you know, Anthony Rizzo, we don't need him. He, he's first base. 
face. He's fine. But let's save that conversation for another day. I'm not sure if if he is hurt, uh, you know, how much time he would miss or if he's not hurt and he's just struggling, then it would be fruitless and pointless. So let's not talk about that just now. Let's talk about what is actually going on on the field with Matt Chapman. And I want to point out, uh, Shooty Babbitt had some great insight uh, on the postgame on uh, A's postgame live over here. And he said that he's just in between on a swing. So basically, pitchers are just trying not to speed his bat up. Uh, just, they're not trying to give him, uh, you know, change ups, off speed, anything. They're, they're just pumping fastballs because Matt Chapman cannot get his swing timing just just right just yet. And so uh, I, I looked into some of what he's been thrown in the last two games when he had those six strikeouts. And in this game, he went uh, in, in the first at bat, four sinkers, one cutter. That's all hard stuff. A little bit of different movement, but I mean, four sinkers, one cutter, not great. Uh, in the second at bat, he went four sinkers. So same pitch over and over and over strikeout. That, that's you got it. If you keep getting the same pitch at sure, different locations and all that stuff, but your timing should be there. You should be making better contact than that. That's four pitches. He's not even fouling these things off. And then third at bat, he got three, four seam fastballs. So not, not great right there. Uh, but the, the thing that was most telling for me was in the seventh inning of this game, uh, when the Mariners brought in Zamora, who uh, was actually nice to everybody else, but not Matt Chapman. Uh, before he had faced Matt Chapman, he had just thrown seven sliders. He is a slider pitcher. That's all that hitters were getting. I think that was uh, both uh, Olsen and Murphy in this game. Um, they, just seven sliders. That's all he threw them. Against Matt Chapman, he went four-seamer, slider, four-seamer. He switched up his entire repertoire just, just to not give him off-speed stuff. Um, and that that kind of tells you all you need to know. That, that one little sample right there with one pitcher who is predominantly a slider pitcher, as you know, Ray and Glenn said on the, on the feed. And then all of a sudden, he just throws Chapman heaters because he can't hit them right now. So that's what's going on there. And then in the ninth, he just got a couple of four seam fastballs. So uh, it's heaters. He's getting fastballs. That's all that he's getting. Um, you know, cutter, I, I think that still counts as a heater. It might be a breaking ball, but it's a it's a hard breaking ball. And then uh, you got the sinkers too. That's, that's a fastball. So um, yeah, so that's what he's been getting thrown right now. But the good news here is that in the last two at-bats, he did actually make a little bit of contact. So that was good. Uh, his uh, first at-bat, or the first of the last two, was a 108.6 on, off the bat. And I think he had a negative 16 degree launch angle. So that was a ground out, obviously. And then his next at-bat, he actually increased his exit velocity to 109.1. It was a double play. It was a high percentage ball put in play. I think it was like a 620, 680, somewhere in there. Expected batting average on that ball. But at the same time, uh, double play. And it wasn't, I think it was seven degrees. So he just needs to increase that launch angle just a little bit. But it looked like his timing may have been there towards the end of this game because they had only been throwing him heaters. And maybe they'll adjust what they're doing to him in the in, in Wednesday's game, in today's game, uh, and not just throw him heaters. Maybe they'll throw him a breaking pitch and then we'll be at square one again. Or... Maybe he's figured it out because usually when I'm looking for guys that I'm like, oh, this guy's going to you know, have a big game today. It's because they had hard hit balls the night before with maybe not the best results. So they work on their swing plane and then their timing's already there and then they have success the next day. And then I look really, really good. It's fantastic. Uh, that's the secret, you guys. That, uh, cat's out of the bag. There you go. But 
I'm not sure that that's what's going to happen here. I want to say that it is because 108 and 109 are not, those are not easy to come by. You are on that ball. So we'll see what happens. Um, And also, I just want to throw in what he was throwing on Monday as well. Um, He was throwing 13 fastballs, one slider, three curveballs. And the three curveballs were from Logan Gilbert because he was a starting pitcher and had to mix up his repertoire. But 13 out of what, 17 pitches? Fastballs. That's the plan of attack right now against Matt Chapman, at least for the Seattle Mariners. Um, So he's got to get better at hitting the fastball and then hopefully everything else will come because right now I I looked this up too. His batting average against fastballs is 181. His batting average on the season is 198. So he's hitting below the Mendoza line. He's hitting below Elvis Andrews right now. Elvis Andrews hitting way above 200, like 206 or something. So now who's balling out? (laughs) It's not Matt Chapman. So his batting average against fastballs, 181. But against breaking balls, it's also 179. So why are they going to just fastballs right now? Um, would would be a question that I would pose just so I can get to my next point. And the point being, uh, against fastballs, his slugging percentage is 272, which is not good at all, especially for, you know, a guy like Matt. If, if that's Elvis Andrews, sure, he's not a power hitter. That's okay. Uh, as long as he's getting on base and, you know, making things happen, getting box or, you know, catcher interferences that lead the runs, sure, that's fantastic. Good job, Elvis. But we expect a little bit more out of Matt Chapman, who is, you know, literally the cornerstone of this franchise because he plays third base. Um, and we want more from him. And so a 272 slugging percentage against fastballs, not going to do it. And I know that his batting average is a little, just slightly less than it is against fastballs, but his breaking ball slugging percentage is 411. So I think that if you're an opposing team, you're like, okay, well, if he's going to do damage, it's going to be against the breaking ball, just pump heaters. And, uh, you know, make adjustments as we need to as he makes adjustments. And so I think until he takes somebody deep or, you know, ropes one off the wall or something like that, it's going to be fastball, fastball, fastball. And uh, they're not going to give him any wrinkles. And then when, you know, pitchers start having those wrinkles, then he'll have to make more adjustments. But uh, it's going to be a process right now. And, you know, Matt Chapman, he's proven that he can be very, very good in, in the past. But he's got to be hitting uh, well above 200. I, and I know that league average is like 235 or something like that this season. So it's not like he's hitting way below. It's not like, you know, it's at 260 or something like that. But at the same time, he's one of the cornerstones of this franchise right now. He's one of the best players on this team. And not just defensively, he's usually a a pretty decent bat, at least league average. And you need him to get at least there. Um, So if he's going to get there, that means that there is a hot streak coming, my friends. And if that happens, the A's, uh, (laughs) that offense could look really, really good, especially with the way that Matt Olson has been hitting the ball right now. He, this is arguably the best that we've ever seen Matt Olson. This is the best version of Matt Olson. And uh, that's gotten me excited. He just needs a little bit of help. And uh, it would be great if Matt Chapman was that guy. Or, you know, even Elvis Andrews and Tony Kemp. They need help too. You need a a couple more guys just to be a little bit more consistent, I think. Uh, Jed Lowry was there carrying the team for a little while. Mark Hanna, you know, can have very nice spurts. He usually gets on base. Uh gets you guys there gets the team in a nice situation but uh you need a few more bats that can drive in those runs and uh hopefully Matt Chapman can get there at some point so uh, I got a few more thoughts coming for you guys so stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back 
Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Trade, where fantasy meets the stock market. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. And finally, there is a way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so check it out today. And when you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you'd like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. All you got to do is go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up and get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports, and you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams continue their runs in the playoffs. Uh, right now, the Lakers are down 3-2 to the Suns, and I am very excited to find out the conclusion of that series. Also, hockey's been fa fantastic. Uh, if, if you're kind of like hockey, tune in because everything has been great. And then also head on over to the website at Bet Online or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED. On, and that's why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So before I get into my couple of little thoughts here, um, I just recorded with uh, Paul of uh, Paul Holden, sorry, of Locked On Rockies, and we did a nice little crossover. I asked him a lot of Rockies questions. It's, it's more of a state of the Rockies right now than an actual series preview. We did a couple of questions like about Herman Marquez and stuff like that, but it's more of a hey, Trevor Story's not there. Uh, how's Brendan Rodgers looking? You know, stuff like that, and. Uh, how they can improve moving forward. So uh, it was a great conversation, had a lot of fun talking to him. He's uh, new to the network. He's our new Rockies host. So uh, tune in to just hear him talk. He's on the radio. He has a great, great, good voice. Uh, loved talking Rockies baseball because I'm, I'm fascinated by them. But one thing that I didn't actually get to talk about a little bit was I'm a little bit worried about the A's going to Colorado just because they don't get to go there a lot. And the A's right now, especially the guys that they have going uh, in this series, which is uh, Cole Irvin, James Caprillion, and Chris Bassett, those three guys, they're control pitchers. They rely on their control. And that is just something that... Um, that the air at Coors Field does not allow pitchers like that to succeed all the time. And so I'm a little bit worried that we might get into a couple of like nine to eight shootouts and the bats woke up today and they scored 12 in Seattle. So hopefully they can put up like 45 at Coors Field. We'll see. But um, that's my one little concern because the A's are not accustomed to playing in Colorado on a regular basis. Whereas the, the pitchers in Colorado 
are and they know what they're doing. And uh, Austin Gomber, we didn't talk about him at all because, you know, uh, Austin Gomber, whatever, he was part of the uh, the Nolan Arenado trade, but uh, he has a 188 ERA at Coors Field. So he has been fantastic this season. Um, and then Kyle Freeland has been good. He has a 435 ERA and Herman Marquez had a 491 ERA at Coors Field, but at the same time, he also uh, held the Rangers to, I believe, scoreless. Uh, he went seven shutout innings, gave up two hits and struck out like seven. So um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. I know the Coors is uh, anything can go wrong, so it should be an interesting one, but uh, hopefully the A's can score enough runs, I guess, is kind of my point here, um, because the A's, the, the pitching is good, but they're not going to blow you away, and that's kind of where they run into some trouble every now and then, and they are, they, they hit their corners, and when they're not hitting their corners, they get blown up, so uh, that's what you got to look out for in this Rocky series. I didn't get to mention that. And uh, I'm doing my interview with um, Ryan Gridley for tomorrow's episode. So I wasn't going to be able to mention it tomorrow. And we ran long for the Rockies episode. So I wanted to mention it right now. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts that I just wanted to. And as as an addition to Friday's episode with the, uh, the Locked on Rockies host, Paul Holden. And uh, also today's my birthday. And I usually don't like calling attention to myself or do anything like, like that. But um on my birthday, I'm always very just reflective of, you know, where I am in life and, you know, how the career is going and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, as it has been for most people, it's been a rough year, but, um, the thing that has kept me going and kept me sane for the most part, um, I've, I've been feeling pretty good and, you know, mentally I feel, you know, okay. Um, is this podcast and, you know, you guys that listen to the podcast and interact with me on Twitter, it's, it's a nice little community that I found at a time when uh, I needed the the extra contact. So I, I just wanted to say that I appreciate all of you guys and uh, that, that listen to me, you know, once a month, twice a month, or, you know, every single day, uh, you guys are all fantastic. And I thoroughly appreciate that. Um, and, you know, it, it feels like with like there's momentum going with the podcast and that is something that is just, you know, it's inspiring to me because if when, you know, you're getting more likes and retweets or, you know, engagements and whatnot, um, it just feels like, yeah, okay, I'm doing something and this might be like a thing that I can actually do. And uh, I just really appreciate, you know, all the likes, and the retweets and, uh, you know, just commenting on the podcast and, you know, the, the reviews and, uh, you know, the emails and anything that you guys do to interact with me. I, I thoroughly appreciate all of that. So I just wanted to say for my birthday, thank you guys, because uh, it, this is a this is a nice one. Uh, usually I get sad around my birthday just because I'm like, I haven't done anything yet. And now I'm like, no, that this is going somewhere. And I feel, uh, you know, good about that. So um, I just wanted to thank all of you guys. So that those were my thoughts that I've been uh, kind of teasing to. I didn't have anything written down. I just wanted to, you know, kind of go from the heart on that one. So um, thank you to to everybody. And, uh, you know, I'll, I won't be, you know, live recording anymore this week because I got the interviews on Thursday and Friday, but I'll be back next week. I'll be, you know, live tweeting games. Um, I'm not positive when I'm going live on Locker Room just because my wife is off with me for the rest of the week. Um, I might do it on Sunday just because, you know, why not? Um, I'm, I'm not sure what our plans are for the rest of the week. I'm just going to take it easy, uh, drink some coffee, see my family a little bit, and, uh, you know, just just relax a little bit. It'll be nice. So, uh, yeah, but next week, hitting the ground running, going to be tweeting all the games, doing all the videos and all that stuff that you guys are accustomed to. So, um, yeah, it, just thank you so much is all that I have to say. So um, with that, that's all that I got for you guys. If you still need more sports talk in your life, just make sure to go listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski does a great job. He's fantastic. Thoroughly enjoy Peter Bukowski. 
Um, yeah, I got to talk to him once, so I, I'm famous by association, I guess. <laughs> uh, they're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs and, you know, the NHL playoffs and, you know, the playoffs in general, and, you know, the big stories in sports. So that's what they do over there. Uh, so give that show a listen. It's fantastic. I thoroughly, I actually legitimately listen to that every day um, just because I like it so much. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys here at the Locked on A's podcast today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.